0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Hey guys, this is Those Guys, with your host Matt Marrero, along with the other host.
0: Me, Tara.
1: It's funny, because like, in my head I'm like, Tara's fucking waving right now, we're not on camera.
0: Really I did
1: not... You didn't wave.
0: I didn't wave.
1: Okay, I'll believe you. By the way, Tara asked before we began the show if she could curse. Fuck yeah. So, they're going to be... <laughs> we're going to be... Uh, we're not going to be swearing too much, but uh, just enough. No, so, nah, we can swear as much as we want, Tara. But, what are we talking about today, Tara?
0: We're talking about my favorite anime, My Hero Academia.
1: Season one. So, I'm a complete noob to all of this. Tara, you've been watching this since the very beginning, when it first was coming out uh, on, like, being simulcast, stuff like that? Or did you you get introduced to it a little bit later?
0: I got introduced to it later. I think season two was aired Mm. around the time I started watching it. My friend introduced me to it. She said I would like it. And then I quickly fell in love with it.
1: Yeah, no, so she was wrong. She said you would like it, and you've essentially have made it your, your life's mission. It's... Like, it's, it's, it's become a part I, of you. Yes. Yeah, like that one villain. I don't know the villain's name. They mentioned it only once in, in episode 13. The guy with the hands everywhere.
0: Uh, His name is Shigaraki Tomura.
1: Thank you. You just have all of the manga volumes and DVDs and plushies just... Holding on to you, your body, just like he yep. has the hands. You just have all of the merch. Um, I I've so had
0: money for a cereal.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> if you had money to actually buy all that merch, well, you have like one plushie, right? Or no, you have the um, you have the what's it called the, the Funko Pops, right? Like one of them, or no?
0: No, I actually don't, which makes me upset. I have a Bakugo well, and a curious Kir- uh, pillow.
1: All right, I'm looking up your birthday now. Anyway, so <laughs> moving, but they're cheap. I love Funko Pops. I give them to like everyone I know because it's like it's just a nice little birthday gift. And for you, you would just end up cuddling with them. Uh, so yeah. you, you, this show entirely is made up of your actual children. You have looked at all of them. You have adopted them.
0: Yes.
1: Yes. So yes. Even though Definitely many yes. of them, even though many of them seem to have families, you've still said nope. You're batmaning all of them. They're all orphans now. Yep.
0: Except for one that I don't like. There's only one.
1: Is have we seen him in season one?
0: Yes, we have.
1: Who don't you like, Tara?
0: Minetta. He's the I guy with the name. purple ball.
1: Oh God, Minetta. <laughs> 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 Thankfully, I had to poop today, so those balls are extra sticky. Nobody fucking asked, but thank you for your input.
0: Oh, he's gross. I, I don't want to get into it now, but I will get into it later probably, but he's very gross.
1: If you ever have human children, they're going to be Minetas. They're gross.
0: no, no, no. My children, if I actually have real human babies, no. No.
1: You have two cats that's... right now. So you still have, you have children. We just have to clarify human babies.
0: Yes, yes. But that's why I have to clarify human babies, because my two cats are like my, my kids.
1: And so if you're, if you're, if you're, are you a father to them? Are you the All Might to your two cat babies?
0: Um, I'm probably, a, I'm probably a mix of All Might and Aizawa. Most
1: likely. Yeah. I can yes. When I said I when I mentioned Izawa to you because I've seen just pictures of him online, like in memes, and also I've played very a uh, very tiny bit of the the game, the one on the Switch, so and PS4. So I saw Izawa in there, and I was like, huh, this guy just looks consistently both tired and on something. Like they don't test it for it at <laughs> the academy, and so. And so then when we actually learned his quirk, I was like, oh, that's actually really cool. That ties into the fact that he just consistently looks like he's on some stuff. But when, you, when I told you about him, because like, I was live tweeting you as I was watching it, and you're, you said to me, your text was mood. I didn't mention anything about Aizawa. <laughs> I just said Aizawa. You were like mood. <laughs>
0: yeah, he is, he is a mood. He is just constantly <laughs> tired looking. He, fo- he first shows up. In the in the series, in a sleeping bag, he
1: is new. <laughs> and they look at him and they're like, "Is this our teacher?"
0: Exactly. And then he, he sleeps through a lot of their classes that he doesn't have to be a part
1: of. What I, what's even better too is he's just like, "All right, guys, like even I, someone who wants to sleep, thinks this whole class president thing is a complete waste of time. I mean, just pick somebody." Yep. It's but then great. But
0: will also. He will also fight to his absolute limits to take care of them, and I will do the same for my cats. I am so tired of their bullshit, but I also love them (laughs) so much. I fight people for them.
1: Do do either one of your cats remind you of any of the kids from My Hero Academia? All those little rascals.
0: Um, let me me take a look. I have thought about this. Okay. Um... (laughs) Uh I would probably say that uh Moonshine Moonshine is my black cat. Yeah. He probably reminds me most of Bakugo.
1: Oh my god. Not,
0: not in the sense of the rage, but in the sense of like warming up to people. Mm. Like yeah, he's just like doesn't wanna deal with people. He likes one person and that is me. He likes yeah,
1: me, I'm, that is it. I'm pretty sure when I, when I went to your place when we filmed uh, the Undertale Let's Play for, I think, season four of those guys' play, which is our other channel, um, I'm pretty sure Moonshine has never came up to me. I, any of the times I've gone over. But Edward eventually was like, I mean, if he's going to be here.
0: Yeah. Actually, you know what? I want to recant that statement because it okay. the, the, the angry boy so Moonshine isn't angry. He just doesn't. He's just, he, he, he's a shadow. So he's more like uh, Tokoyami, and Dark Shadow because my cat is really a shadow. He's a ghost. He will disappear whenever he wants. And yeah. he yeah he doesn't like to be around people. Like only like a few people besides my besides myself has pet him. So and very I love- few people see him.
1: I love that you said the phrase "recant the statement." Like, ooh, Tara, that mm, you might be up for perjury charges. You said recant, but I'm not sure. You said it on the record. Listen, I don't know. <laughs>
0: listen, the, the Bakugo stands like they're
1: crazy. <clears throat> I am one, so I know. Okay, I love this. You're like those Bakugo fans are nuts. By the way, I am a Bakugo fan. Yeah. Like, just, just calmly. Just by the way, I would like let you know I'm fucking crazy. Um, so. Yes, by the way, I have to say, though, I really do... What I like a lot about this show, speaking of all the kids and, and every, you know their dynamics and everything like that, um, I, it feels like, to me, other than a few voice actors, where I'm like, are you actually a child? But when looking at not just their voices, but also, again, like their how they work together and stuff and what they say to each other, it really does feel like I'm seeing children, though. And it's good, because some anime, they either... Like, I feel like everyone's a bit too mature sometimes where I'm like, but they're supposed to be in middle school. So in this case, or at least maybe some of them are, I don't know if every single one of them is supposed to be, well, now technically a high school student. Because, you know, they've yeah. this is technically the, the high school. But still, it I don't know. Like, because I'm someone who, like, I used to work with high school kids as a debate coach. And so when I see high schoolers, I'm like, all right, some of them are mature, but, like, usually that's when they're closer to being seniors. Most of them are just – they're, they're, you know, they're 14 years old. That's all I have to say, 14 years old. So, like, seeing these kids, I'm like, you know, yeah, like, I actually have known some kids who are like Mineta or who are like Bakugo a little bit. Not too much because they'd probably get expelled because it's it's real life. Yeah. But but still, like, these, I don't know, like, these, these situations and the way they react to them, it's nice that they're, you're really seeing them learn and grow through all of these events rather than just them being somewhat fully fleshed, or even all of their powers being fully fleshed. Like, I like seeing, even though it's immense pain, probably too much that he can handle as a someone who is, does not actually have a, um, does not actually have a quirk, at least, uh, you know, up until the first few episodes. Uh, Deku, it's so nice to see him learn and be like, hey, wait a minute, I actually was able to control that punch, or that um, kick, or that, you know, finger movement. Although, dear God, whenever it hits him, it's like, you might as well amputate the thing, holy shit.
0: Like, there's a lot of jokes going around where Deku has to stop breaking his bones, Um, but but there's a lot that you said I want to comment on. So the Mm -hmm. fact that they're kids and they're not, like, they're maturing because they're teenagers, they're growing up, I do like how they are able to keep them being very childlike, and and even though they are going into the profession of becoming heroes and there's a lot of weight that has to go on their shoulders because of it because they're responsible for saving people's lives, they're still excited about choosing a class president, and they fight over it because they're kids. And they will also do stupid things because they are kids. But at the same time, they they also take care of themselves. And you also see, like, a level of, like, fear in their eyes and, uh, and a lot of, like, self-doubt and a lot of different things. And speaking of uh, self-doubt, I do want to um, address uh, Bakugo because you mentioned him before about, like, him getting expelled from school. If you actually notice, like, um, and take your time, like, watching it, like, I've seen the first season at probably at least twice, I'm thinking three times. Because I mm. am me, um, he is actually decently respectful to teachers. It's mostly that's his fair. yes, his rage is going more towards like his classmates and mostly Deku,
1: but, but
0: you can also see that a lot of that is coming from like his like self doubt and all that kind of stuff. Like oh
1: no, and that's but when Deku, I say when I say spell though, you have to admit though, knowing the system and how the system works. If during gym it was like you guys can play dodgeball, and he's just smacking Deku in the face with a ball, they'd be like, "All right, at least we got to put him in detention like he would not be left he would not be left without a lot of disciplinary action, even though like you could argue i guess because in my head i'm like let's equate a normal gym class to their host- their bomb situation how do you, you have to do something like pe I guess right?" He would, if you were to like, oh, let's play dodgeball, or like, oh, let's play this, and like you just saw so, one kid elbow the other kid.
0: So, so yeah, no, first of all, that isn't, isn't okay. And I also work at high school, so I also understand. Mm. Um, like, so Bobby o won't do anything to jeopardize his, his record or anything like that. Like, uh, in the first season... Um, like the, the, literally the first episode or two where Bago was walking with his friends t- like after school and they, in the in the manga, and this is where I, the difference in the manga. So right. it's not, it's not, it's not a spoiler. It's the same first season. Yeah, um, yeah. The, 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 the students are actually like, they're, they're, they're trying to smoke and he explodes a cigarette and says like, don't do that. If I'm caught, they go on my record and we'll be able to get into UA. And first of all, good job Bakugo. Like no smoking, good. But but in the in the what call it in, in the, the anime, anime I in the, in the anime I think they wanted to go to the arcade or something or like sneak out a sneak off or something or hit on chicks. I forget which one it was, but yes, you're day, right. No, like, oh. yes, both. Yes,
1: they wanted to do literally he, both. He, like let's go hit on some girls at the arcade. And he said the same thing. You're absolutely right.
0: Yeah, he did. he doesn't want to get in trouble. He wants to become a hero. In the beginning, it's very it's very like he like he's like, "Oh, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be the greatest hero in the world." And then and it, it's, it he starts to mature a little bit where he's like, "I want to just become the best." He moves away from like becoming rich, which is what he
1: mentioned in the first episode. Right.
0: But that really isn't mentioned again in the
1: first season. Um, yeah, what I, well, there's a but, few things I want to I want to comment on as well. So I'm pretty sure they got rid of the smoking because I'm pretty sure legally they actually can't show kids smoking on television in Japan.
0: That's what I assumed, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's the first thing. The second thing is uh, I think the reason – like seeing him mature, even though he still has these issues with Deku, I think seeing Todoroki and being like, oh, I'm – I'm a hot shot. like people think I'm good, but damn, he's exactly. on another he's so level. Yes, he's put in his place. You told me that through a text, and I laughed because you were like, he's like my child, but he needs to be put in his place. And I was like, is he a child or is he a dog? I don't know which. Uh, he No, no, no. He he is a child. He is not a
0: mm. dog. Okay. No, he's, uh, is, okay, so he's very similar to a dog. So, if you ever looked up a picture of an angry Pomeranian, that is Bakugo. He
1: is an angry Pomeranian. It's the it's the most frustrating thing to me, because when you sent me the picture of the angry Pomeranian, it was just Bakugo. And I couldn't <laughs> see anything other than Bakugo. I'm is wondering the if the author it? has a Pomeranian.
0: Uh, no, but... No. I mean, I, I don't... I Actually, I have no idea, but I well, really hope while he was making the character, he was sitting yeah. next to an angry Pomeranian. He's like, that. I want that as well, the problem.
1: I know. The reason why I said that, though, like, oh, it, does he have a Pomeranian? Because there's an author named Junji Ito who has written a lot of horror manga. He's written and he's drawn it. And yeah. it, Tara, you look up Junji Ito... His art style is terrifying, and he did one volume of a manga just dedicated to his wife's cat because of how much it terrified him. No, it was a terrifying cat. It had like (laughs) a scary face, and it walked around the house. He'd be like, so even the big dog that we have would look at the cat, and the cat would stare into its soul, and it would run away. This cat truly is yeah. the most terrifying thing in this home. And remember, this is the guy that draws, like, manga where people's faces faces melt off.
0: Well, oh, that's, that's, that's great. Wonderful.
1: <laughs> um. No, like, the cat manga is really funny because he even draws himself in it, looking like a terrified man, just looking at the, the, the majesty of this cat. So that's why I'm wondering if, like, if for some reason the author of My Hero Academia was inspired by a Pomeranian. Um, but, but yeah, no, so I think, yes, Bakugo definitely got, quote-unquote, put into his place. And I, I you're right, though, when you mention the whole, like, oh, they don't mention his motivations as much throughout the season, because there was something else that I thought, to me anyway, felt like it was either maybe dropped or retconned or maybe just expanded upon more as the as season went on, where when All Might first tells Deku, like, hey, don't tell this to anybody, only a few people know this. And then by the end, the end of the season, it seems like almost every teacher, if not every teacher at the academy, knows about All Might's three-minute issue. That's 3 hours. Well, sorry.
0: Well, uh, All Might's issue is, is known to the staff members of the school, but, yeah. all, but, but the power um, one for all is, um, is only known by um, Recovery Girl. The and someone
1: and someone else because uh, like there was like a weird so, silhouette in the first episode or second no,
0: it, and it, it was it it's it revealed, it revealed at the end of the episode uh it's um it's the police officer
1: oh, it is the police officer, okay, because it looked like it yeah. was his silhouette, but I didn't know <laughs> if it was someone who was like a big wig somewhere, like someone who was huge that we're not supposed to know about, okay, right, thank you, so by the oh, way that just, yeah, sorry about that confusion <laughs> but yeah, the police officer <laughs> who. Who is very much like a – I don't know how much you know about Batman, Tara, but very much like a Jim Gordon, Batman kind of thing. Like their relationship where it's like, yeah, he knows all my secrets, and I help him out as a hero.
0: I mean, the, I, I only know as much as like the, the, the Batman movies that I've
1: seen. Mm. That's all I yeah. pretty much know about
0: Jim Gordon. But I mean like I, I didn't really see a connection. I just see just a dude that knows all my secrets and just helps him out. I never really thought about the connection between that. But but the thing is if if I if I may talk about the author for a little bit, uh Horace, sure, sure. He, he is heavily inspired by American comics, uh uh D C comics and he's actually inspired by Star Wars. So mm. there's a reason why all Might is drawn in a different style. Because it reflects his love of the, of the of american style comics and and actually um deku com uh, comments on uh all Might's style like it kind of breaks the fourth wall, but he's like he's drawn a completely different style and it's, it's pretty funny and, yeah. and if you notice a lot of the locations in my hair academia are are um named after Star Wars locations. There's a Dogaba train station. There's other random ones that I can't remember right now. But- yes,
1: there was, yes, oh. okay, there was, no, 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 dude. There was one place that I was like, wait, is it just called fucking Tatooine something? And I was like, is, yep. a and, I was, yep. and now that you've told me that, that's actually really cool, because I thought it was just a fun little random reference. I didn't realize Star Wars was that big. Uh, to him. Like, he enjoyed it that much. Because I, I didn't. Because, like, it's. I think Star Wars did well in Japan. But. Because uh, there are, like, uh, Japanese Star Wars games that we actually never got. So I know Star Wars was big there. But I always. You never know, like, how big in a certain region it is. Especially because the movie's, like, you know, the original 40 years old. So, like, I, never, I didn't know how big it was at the time over there. But no, that's actually really cool. That a bunch of places are just named after Star Wars locations.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, and yeah, you can definitely tell that American comics inspired his work. Like, uh, you know, totally. But I think what I love so much is how it, A, it's divorced from American comics, though. So, like, there's one show called Hero Man, and I don't remember if it got a U.S. release, but it actually was like a co. I believe it was uh, not just the Japanese companies, it was also a half Marvel product as well. So bringing that over and licensing it for future use is just a fucking nightmare. So I like just it is cuz like you have to like pay all these different companies and like get all these people on on board with the same contract. So like it's really nice that this was just made by uh I mean the the manga of course is, you know, Shonen Jump, but I don't know who made the anime. I know that Bones animated it, but I don't know who actually owns the licensing rights. In the US Funimation releases it of course, but I don't know who owns the rights in Japan. Either way, it's still nice that it's just it's divorced of all that and also that it has a it's it's done a bit different because you and I were talking about uh, your love of anime before this and you've, you know the anime you've seen and so I've seen anime. Well, you actually saw anime when you were a kid, like you saw like Digimon and Pokemon and stuff. But like I, when I saw anime as a kid, I saw something uh, Dragon Ball Z, which I think you obviously know about, but I don't know if you've seen much of. I
0: have not. All right.
1: All right. Yeah. Yeah. So the point is this: back in the day, back in the day, they did not <laughs> stop. They just said, we're going to milk this until you fucking stop watching or the manga gets canceled. So it got to the point where like there are out of Dragon Ball Z, that side of the manga, there's like 26 volumes and there are 298 episodes of the anime because they just didn't stop. They just created more and more filler, which, you know, Fairy Tale is also set up in a similar way, I believe. They just created more yes. and more filler, which you've watched. So they did more and more filler and tried to take, like, oh, this is one chapter, a chapter of the manga. Can we extend that to one episode somehow? I don't know how, but we can't stop because usually in Japan, they pay for the slot. Not all – in all cases, but in certain cases, they pay the network for the slot. But it's okay because then they get to, like, put any ads they want and, like, make money through their own ad revenue stream rather than the network. So this is relevant because in the U.S. it's completely flipped. So any company that has, you know, bought the rights to an anime in Japan, they get paid for the anime. So they actually make more money – Hopefully on top of the, you know, so they can make back whatever they paid the Japanese company. This is relevant, Tara, because if you say, oh, I want to, you know, stop the show, you might lose the slot. Or you will lose the slot to another show. So back in the day, a lot of anime, they just were like, no, just keep it going. Keep it going until the, the manga is done. In this case, I like that they've actually segmented them into 13-episode seasons. Although the, the next two are longer. 25 each, I think, yeah. right? Yeah. 20,
0: 25 or 26.
1: Yeah, so, but I, I do like, though, they just did one 13-episode season, like, it's nice, you can binge it if you want to, or you can watch it weekly, and then you could breathe, and also they can kind of take a little bit of a break, because, of course, it's very taxing on them to animate one new episode per week for years. So Indeed. It's, yeah, so it's nice that they get to, you know, do one every year. I know, like, it's rough, especially for you being a huge fan, but that also inspires you to go on and read the manga more. Rather yeah, than just going, ah, oh, I guess I'll just wait, you know, till, till, you know, like, not wait, but like, ah, oh, I guess I'll just keep on watching because there's something new from My hair Academia every week. Like, I feel like that would kind of dilute it a little bit and water it down if you had random episodes that weren't ever going to matter with the overall continuity. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really great that they're taking their time with the animation because there's some... Um, sets of animation that are just really nice and I do have like problems with certain animes about 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 their animation just being kind of static just compared mm. to um, American cartoons they go like the action scenes are, are different like the actions are very well done but I feel like that there's just a lot of really well done things and emotional things done in the anime for my academia that on other shows I can kind of like get lost about like mm. I'm just I'm kind of referring to just, just the old one of the older you used to watch just like a uh, Pokemon that so very yeah. very static now things going on because they just pump them out because there's yeah so many goddamn episodes of Pokemon they just pump them out yes
1: yeah. again
0: it becomes very static but because they're taking their time with this they can produce such amazing animation
1: it's it's really good yeah, well, to be fair, I don't want to say they're taking their time necessarily because I still believe that they have a crunch around the time, so there could still be issues. Like, they don't start it months in advance, sadly. They still only start it weeks in advance, but it still is better than, produ- it still is better than getting that much crunch and then continuously crunching for years on end. I mean, I'm pretty sure for One Piece, there's like 800 episodes. They've officially never stopped. Oof. And One Piece, I'm pretty sure the anime, because the manga I thought started in 99, so then the anime started in like 2000 or 2001, so they have not stopped. Oof. That is insane. Obviously yeah, different staff, yeah. But yeah, no, that's crazy. Like, read the manga, it's a lot of fun, I would never tell you not to, but like, that is a lot of, of episodes to go through and imagine working on that project for years. That's nuts. So.
0: yeah i I can do that like I, I i always have a lot of respect for them it's um it's just more of like we just what I've noticed comparatively i'm I'm saying I'm just trying to say that semi academia does have like a little bit of a higher standard of animation especially when it comes to like fight scenes that mm-hmm. just, they're just so active and lively and they're so quick yes it's like it's a, it the never stops in the show you never have like a moment to breathe,
1: yeah I mean I I definitely, one thing I like about this show, I, I felt like this show, even though I'm not saying I disagree with you about the moment to breathe, but I did feel like the first season was very quiet in terms of what might be coming, just from the way episode 13 ended. Like it yeah, seemed like. Cause I, it does that. Well, I only say that because not just, of course, episode 13 is ending in a way to try to get me to watch more, you know, and obviously now that season two and three are out, I'd watch more. But what I'm referring to, Tara, is the idea that. Uh, I thought the entire season was going to be like, oh, it's Deku in training. And even though, like, things revved up, obviously, uh, during the, during the quote-unquote training exercise, it turned into the legal uh, le- uh, the evil League of Evil. But you were telling me, not to spoil, but you were just telling me, like, you I think your exact phrase when I said, oh, things revved up, you said, oh, honey. <laughs> you think things revved up. And I was like, yeah, I do. You were like, oh. Oh, no, (laughs) but we're not going to spoil anything, but just in general, I thought things were actually kind of quiet, not bad, just like, oh, this is nice, I get to see the students interacting and stuff, and, you know, we get to see all Might being a teacher, which is so funny, like, it feels like even though he hasn't retired, he's kind of retiring and he doesn't know it yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I do agree with you. So it's just in perspective of the first season, again, like I'm, I'm caught up on the manga and everything. So like, I, I obviously will make snide remarks at you all the time Mm. about Mm. the, the level of intensity, but for the first season, it, it does it does feel like that while there's that intensity like you thought like it's be the whole like oh Deku's training the entire time. But no you get a good mix of things. You get a good amount of intense action. You get to see the students interacting and growing. And this is only thirteen or thirteen episodes in a season and you already have character growth. You already have like quiet moments where students interact and you can see um just you can see that they're still like kids and they're dumb and they're excited and then you also get um, just good character development.
1: They juggled it very well because, look, I, I, I know you haven't seen the show or the manga Bleach, and I love Bleach, but the one issue that the author, Tite Kubo, had was every arc he would introduce at the most 13 new characters, some of them heroes, some of them villains, and then, with the, and then by the next arc, we would almost never see or hear from them again.
0: No, like that's the good thing about, about what Horikoshi is doing is that it's all tied together. That I'm like, I'm not saying that every character is intricately important, but every character is going to have their moment. Every character is has a personality. They're written a certain way where you can I can describe to you a personality of anyone in Class One A. Like, if you just say a random character, I can describe you the personality, and it'll be very easy to see, like, that's the personality. Because I know it, because Horikoshi writes them very well. They're all well-rounded. Oh, that's my alarm. Whoops. Sorry.
1: <sighs> that's your You know what that alarm is for? I, I, it's time for me to take out my stomach so I can clean it. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that meme going around? It was fucking hilarious. Even, I knew nothing. I knew nothing about My Hero Academia, but like a year or two, no, like a year and a half ago, I just see a meme about Toad, uh, about, um, what what was her nickname? Her name, yeah, her yeah. Name or, yeah. No, the name that she tells everyone, including Deku, to oh, call Sue. her. Sue, right, yeah. Sue. So yeah, so Sue is just like, my quirk is I can take out my stomach and clean it.
0: What <laughs> and, are you and doing they... in the toilet? I'm sorry. Cat, stop it. I'm so sorry.
1: It's fine. Your I'm cats sorry. are interrupting the podcast. They're like, you're not paying attention to me.
0: Stop drinking out of the toilet. <laughs> oh.
1: This is fucking great. We're not cutting any of this. This is brilliant. Um, oh, my cat was in th-
0: the toilet. disgusting. I have a water bowl for them.
1: I, wait, hold on. You have a water bowl for them. Is it bigger than the toilet? Because I think they have the right idea.
0: No, because I because m- my water tastes very metallic. So, okay, you're judging me a lot for this. I give them so fil- I give them filtered water because right. the water tastes kind of. Yeah, so, no. I've actually them that. So I have a nice filtered, clean water, and they're like, "Let me get this toilet water." No, where- no, no. What I'm
1: saying. What I'm saying is this, Tara, put their clean get, – get their clean filtered water. So keep the f- filtered clean water, but get them, a bowl, get them a bowl that's as large and shaped like a toilet, and they will drink the filtered water out of that bowl.
0: How about I just keep the lid closed?
1: <laughs> Whichever one. I mean, I mean, you know what? Like, all right, sure. You could do either one. I feel like we're both different kids' line of thinking. Just get a decoy bowl, or just close the lid. All right, whatever. There are um, two oh, kinds of people. There are two kinds of people. Um, so, <laughs> but uh, right, so did you? I, I didn't get to hear you before. Did have you seen that meme go around, like the weird flex, but okay?
0: Um, it's it's pretty. It's, it is pretty old, so I probably saw it. But just because, like, I was probably focusing on some. Other random memes, I probably don't remember yeah. as much, but yeah, it just, I, I it did just recall the fact that, like, it's a weird flex, but okay.
1: It just stuck out in my mind, because it was like, I knew nothing of My Hero Academia, and I just see this girl, and I know it's the art style, because that's Deku, and she says that, because I didn't know her as Sue at the time, I was like, um, okay, that's her quirk, alright, and just, it fucking killed me, because, like, who just says that, because I thought she just said that in random conversation, I didn't know that it was a part of their battle strategy.
0: Nope, it was, and also, yeah. uh, and also, like I, I think, I think the reason why I don't remember it is because I think the meme transferred over, like the the the, the phrase weird flex but okay. I think I think it was translated into but plus ultra, I guess. Mm. Like it was translated, <laughs> like I could I could take out I could take my my stomach out and I could clean mm. it plus ultra.
1: Okay. But either way, it was still beautifully – it was so dumb, and I loved it. But one thing that I found interesting, speaking of uh, their battle strategies, is how weird and different they were because the reason why – so. One thing that I like about when, when shows do this, uh, in certain cases, I enjoy that I could pick out, like, oh, they're going to do this. Like, they're going to, you know, do this to do that. That's cool. That may, it doesn't, uh, to me, take away from it just because I can pick it out and know that it's coming. But I really enjoyed that for some of the strategies in this show, it was stuff that I really couldn't have thought of. Like, oh, if I punch a hole and then the water, like, just, you know, kind of pushes aside and then just drains right back in, and then we throw in Manetta's balls, that's a weird statement out of context. They will then all get attached to each other, and then you know, Sue's with Sue's tongue, just, just grabs all three of us and just flings us away from all of that garbage. It it was Sue's just basically
0: goes this this bitch empty yeet and she eats all of them
1: out of there. It just I just I liked it all like it worked because in my head I was like oh I could have never seen that coming. So I really enjoyed like, how they were coming out of left field, but these kids, again, they're all putting their, you know, their, their minds to work, and they're using their powers together because that's something I think that we didn't even really see from the heroes outside, like just you know f- uh, helping people, you know, stopping these other criminals from committing crimes and stuff, like from the heroes and criminals Like you know, in the first few episodes. It really felt like none of them were even trying to – they were trying to quote-unquote work together but not like put their powers together
0: a very important statement and I'm glad you realize that but however if I continue talking about this it's not relevant to season 1 anymore unfortunately
1: but, damn um, <laughs> I, you can't yeah you're like I can't spoil damn it
0: I was like ooh but, but 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 that thing where the kids are working together and use their powers together is something that's really important and but also I would like to take note that the the only people that
1: really really worked
0: together were Sue and Deku and Mineta just kind of split the shit. So, I mean, well, because
1: here's the thing. I mean, when I say working together though, because here's the, I'm not like, what I mean more is this, not getting in each other's way. Because even someone like Bakugo, where uh the redheaded kid was like, you know, I thought you were gonna just say fuck you to everybody. What do you mean fuck you? Yeah, like that.
0: No, yeah. So the yeah um. That, that, that was Kirishima. My yes, my, my my precious boy. I love him so much. But, <laughs> but yeah, what so- I
1: like, <laughs> I like Kirishima because he just seems like he's really calm. Like he's just like like he's not even like overexcited. Mostly, he's just like I get to be here. This is nice. Hey, you. Yeah, uh, you're nice.
0: I, I I can't go into too much about Kirishima. I will talk about him forever and also spoilers, but. Um Horikoshi actually made him to be like someone that brings the class together. And mm. that's a, I'm I'm glad you like kind of read that as like he's just happy to be there, like he's friendly, like he was made to tie the class together. And and I'm glad that it it's reflecting.
1: Jeez, now when you say that, you're like he's made to bring yeah. the class together. I'm like he's going to get violently murdered.
0: No, listen. Listen. <laughs> no but it was it was actually pretty funny so now that we're on the subject of kirishima i'm making the subject of kirishima i love him so much cool um uh so um Horikoshi released some like prototypes of the characters for my herodemia doesn't it won't spoil anything for future seasons but mm-hmm. the funny thing i like to comment on is that kirishima is supposed to be way more rowdy than he actually is and kind of like a punk but now he's kind of like He's so rowdy, but he's more, like, sunshiny rowdy.
1: Yeah. Because he... he, he, No, yes. Because his character design, even in the show, looks like... Like, he looks like he would have some of Bakugo's characteristics. And it's nice to see that he isn't a punk.
0: Nope. He's just... He wants to be a hero like everybody else.
1: Yeah. Um, but even those three work together, though. The three, the one who she could actually use her heart... By the way, the coolest fucking power in the whole show, she can use her heartbeats as, like, sonic waves.
0: Oh, Dero. Dero. Um, Oh, and while we're on the subject of them working together, I forgot to mention that mm-hmm. I also like how... Pow- that they're, bringing, they're bringing together people where personalities complement each other and powers complement each other. So for Jero... Um, her, her, her power is like sound that comes out of yeah. her ear jacks. And first of all, it's, it's very creative. It's not just a normal, like sound type quirk, like, uh, like present Mike is present. Mike just kind of yells and hers <laughs> is sound, but uses them in an interesting way, which I appreciate through the, the amps on her ankles and her legs and yeah. Kaminari is, is electric. So I'm just like thunder lightning. and I'm just like, Oh, I love it. It's just like oh, I love it, and it's very aesthetic pleasing for me. And then Kirishima and Bakugo. Kirishima is essentially um, um, an immovable object, and um, Bakugo is an unstoppable force. They just they they complement each other very well.
1: Yeah. Also, I love how like every like when you were describing the other three, you know, um, uh, Jiro and um, and and the other uh, guy, electricity man, I or electricity boy not- at this point. Yes. When you were describing them, you kept on you kept on saying things. You were like, he's electric. And I was like, boogie, boogie, boogie. And you were like, and then, but I didn't want to say it. And then you're like, thunderbolt and lightning. And I'm like, all right, she's doing this on purpose. Very, very frightening. Fuck it. Kept on doing musical references. I'm like, is she going to keep going? And you stopped. I was like, okay, good.
0: I didn't mean to do that. I apologize.
1: <laughs> no, it was beautiful because I just hear boogie, boogie, boogie. And I'm like, all right, I can't let this affect me. But then, once thunderbolts and lightning came in, I was like, now I have to mention this. Um, anyway, uh, what I what I found interesting with the show that I liked a bit, but then like it happened here and there, and I felt a little weird about it. I was happy that the show did not have a lot of fan service.
0: Yeah, so in the there, there isn't a lot of fan service in the first season. Because they're just, they're just trying to set the groundwork to just a really good series, which yeah. they are. Like, the first season is focused on they are, are, they are rowdy kids that want to be heroes, and they're a little bit dumb, but they're trying anyway.
1: Yeah, So that's the thing. Like, I – and the thing for me is, look, I have no problem with fan service when it makes sense. I just think that, like, this is a show where – even if I, I don't know, even if I guess maybe if I was a teenager watching it, then it'd be like, oh, well, these are other teenagers. But, like, just someone who's 26, I'm like, could we not? I mean, like, could we just not? That's the thing, right? Because I'm as old as I am right now. Like, I'm not an old man, but, like, I'm 26. So I'm like, could we not? I mean, the, the woman who's extremely large, I'm like, okay, you're a woman, so okay, fine, you know? And also you could tell that she's trying to mess with people. Like, she knows what she's doing. Like, it's mostly like a – like, because she's just like – you know what I'm saying, right? The woman who's very large running through the city.
0: Oh, uh, you mean Mount Lady.
1: Yeah, that's – yes, Mount Lady. I love her name. Uh, Mount Lady. Like, she, in a way, seems like she's just like – I don't know, just from the way she interacted with people in the first season or the first episodes that I that I saw her in, it feels as if she's like, I'm talking like, I'm talking like this because, like, I want you guys. Like, I'm not going to talk like this in my spare time. Like, I feel like when the cameras oh. are off her, she's like, yeah, I'm not a fucking lady. Fuck you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's, so, like, the whole bent over thing, like, it didn't feel like that's a thing that she just oopsie daisies, like, all the time. Like, she's just like, oh, are there... Am I getting exposure because all of you are here watching me save people?
0: Yeah, like the, that. That is like fan service, and, and uh, then again, it was like the first episode, so I kind of yeah. like kind of forget this. But but I don't but then care. All-
1: I don't care too much about that one though. It was when uh, what's her name lost her clothes during the electricity scene where I was like, all right, come on now, damn it, they're fourteen years old, please don't
0: yeah I have a lot of problem with the aya costume design and there actually have been a lot of really cool like revamps of her costume design on uh on like the internet and everything and which I appreciate very well because like they don't need her skin doesn't need to be that exposed first of all because yeah. again she's like 15 16 years old is not necessary yeah. well
1: because you know what and, it does it doesn't – yeah so sorry keep going I'll, I'll have something to say when you're done
0: Okay, and also with the amount of tech they have, the amount of, like, costume designers and everything, like, All Might has a suit that can withstand his immense power. They should be able to design a suit that can, can let her objects pass through her. And they can also design a suit to match, um, and, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, I, I know her first name, Toru. Uh, uh, Hagakure, there we go uh, Hagakure, the invisible girl sh- They can find a suit That will go invisible with her Like, there isn't an excuse It's kind of weird, because they're, they're teenagers And I'm just like, this is icky I don't like this yeah.
1: Well, with two things, so first of all, you said hey, They have a suit that could withstand all might's power Just call, don't use any fancy lingo Just call them his breasts He has, extremely, <laughs> he has an extremely Large chest, his chest is bigger than hers Let's just keep it 100 here. Now, the second thing. I don't have a problem with their costume design only because the target audience most likely is supposed to be people, men and women, who are into that, who are teenagers, who are actually the same age. The problem is, with any anime... And also the fact that it's not a teenager writing it. So, like, anyone can watch it. So we're watching it in our 20s, and you're right. And As a dude who's in his 20s, I'm like, that is icky. Like, I agree with you 100%. But I think if you and I were teenagers, we would have different thoughts on her. Like, if this, we were yeah. actually, like, 14 at the time, you and I would be like, oh. But because we are 26, it's just like, oh, no. They're always in there, but it's followed by, no. That's and that and well, also the fact that not just her outfit, but again it, it the the clothes were then removed and they were it was trying to be a little bit comedic, where like, look at the funny things that are blocking her but still it was like, ah, but it's not all meant to be funny.
0: Yeah, like I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Like as, as someone who also likes women, it's hmm. just I understand that like well like I have I have normal girl brain and then I have like brain part that is like, oh my gosh, hit But it's also, as as someone who has been objectified because of how they look, especially as a teenager, mm. like like right, you, we went to the, we went to the same high school together, so you understand what our uniforms look like. Like we 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 were a Catholic school girl uniform. I got heckled going home, and like it was uncomfortable, and I was like yeah, fifth
1: yeah,
0: it was gross. So like even though it like I, I'm sure there are. 15-year-olds that find that attractive and a target audience, it's not that good of a message to just, you no. know, just pass along. Like, I, you, you, you are right. There are 15-year-olds that will be like, oh my god, she's cute as heck
1: and boobs but like well, my yeah well my my problem is this though, my problem is it 's outside the outfit it 's when they start calling attention just to her breasts in general,' Cause you could see I know you 're arguing the outfit is also calling attention to the breasts, but no one actually said anything about her breasts, literally ever in the show, like what 's her name did uh deku 's friend she was like, this suit's kind of skin tight, and she was saying that more about her than about the other girl like it 's interesting, no one in the show actually said like, "Whoa." Although, maybe Mineta did, because he's gross. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, I, honestly, all his gross just spans over all the seasons for me. But I can guarantee you he has commented on... he definitely definitely on Sue in the first season, but he's definitely mm. commented on any of the girls, and it's very gross. I'm just like, listen, right. what's wrong? That's not one of my children.
1: All right, so then that's fair. So if he commented on it, my bad. But it felt like everyone was like... Like, no one was, like, giving her looks for the outfit. Maybe she said, like... I may have drawn up the wrong outfit plan, but, but nobody actually said anything. But it's when, in my opinion, when the comedy comes in, it's like, this is funny, right? And it's like, you didn't make it just because it was funny. You, you, I, there's different reasons. And to that, I agree with you when you're saying like, it sends the wrong message to, to anyone watching. And I agree with you 100% there. Like, when it comes to the comedy around it. Like, isn't it funny? And I'm like, man, like, mm-hmm. do, like, because, again, it's it's not really, it's, it's, it's different because she is, like, what, 14, 15? They're all supposed to be 14, all of them in that class? Like, they all so, just?
0: So, it, I think it's kind of weird. So, um, we're introduced to Bakugo and Deku when they're 14 years old, and by the time they enter UA, I think they're 15, and I oh. think the current age. Yeah, is like is so so um so in season one they're like fifteen years old.
1: Right. I forgot. Uh in Japan, uh ninth grade is included in elementary for some for some uh pla- or middle school for some places. Middle. So I believe in a lot of places in Japan, uh, when you're like I'm in high school now, my first year, you're fifteen. So I forgot about that, right. Yeah. Um yeah. So in general if they're all supposed to be fifteen. It's like, yeah, I agree. Like they gotta do something different with her if not just her character design, at least with some of the comedy, because, again, it's much different than with Mount Lady versus her, in my opinion. Like, they're not all the same age, and that's the thing. That's a bit different. Um, Yeah. But, yeah.
0: And if you want, like, like 15-year-olds to, like, like drool over somebody, Mount Lady is an adult, at least, and so is uh, Midnight. Like, they're both adults, and Midnight is literally, like, She's li- <laughs> she is literally wearing things like she is called the R-rated hero.
1: Wait, oh, I think I saw Midnight for like five seconds. She looks like half pro wrestler, right, or like and like half like '80s comic book character, like her outfit. Yeah, like
0: like she she was her- she was so one was- of the
1: reinforcements, right?
0: Yes, yeah, she was.
1: Then I know exactly so I her- who you're talking about.
0: Yeah, um, her her original costume design, like it's 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 not it's not it's really not a spoiler, but mm. she like it was supposed to be worse, like <laughs> more like visible, if you know what I mean. But in case it's her just... power, again, this isn't a spoiler. I'm just mm. stating her power. Her power yeah. is to to like put people to sleep by the scent coming off her skin, which is very irrelevant to the story itself, but. It's it's, it's like really funny. like she's like oh she needs to have nothing on and then they made like a rule where like she has to wear clothes and it was weird but it's just like if the, the if there are people gonna drool over fictional characters let it be like adult characters at the very least
1: you know what I'll give you that a hundred percent yeah that's fair you know what you know, yeah okay fair um but yeah I get also just because like again like we're too compared to the teens watching we're too old fogies so we're just like please none of this. Put on are clothes. You're old now, Tara. <laughs> How does it feel to be old, Tara?
0: I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, like I've always, I, I've always been old on the inside. Like I've always known. Like I, I just, I'm tired. I never really wanted to go out. Like in college, my version of a Saturday night was um, drinking inside, playing video games, and watching I... anime.
1: But I yeah. just love it, though, because, like, Karen's just like, I walk the streets now, and little girls trying to get their merit badges. They say, do you need help crossing the street, ma'am? I'm not a that ma'am.
0: Is... <laughs> no, They're no, like, that's, please. They're like... What? No, that's mean. No, people think I'm still 18 years old, just how I look, which is very confusing, and I don't like it because I'm, 20, I'm 25 years old. I look 18. Which is just frustrating, because the but, first day of my job out of high school, I walked in, they're like, oh, you're here to sign up for summer school? And I'm like, no, I am your listen. new teacher.
1: Oh, God. But then when people hear you talk for a few minutes, they're like, oh, so she's 35, and you're like, stop it.
0: No. Even where they I you- when i hear going wear full- up I, I still look eighteen. There's just no helping me.
1: No no it's not about how you no, it's not about how you look. But when they start hearing you talking about things, they're like, oh, she's in her eighties
0: I I I guess, like, I don't know. It depends on what we're talking about. I mean, if it's anime then like okay she's young. But when I start talking about like oh I can't wait to go to bed at nine o'clock like then yeah maybe.
1: Also I have I'm to put my babies bed, I have to put my babies to sleep first. Oh babies? How old are they? They're two cats. Oh
0: my kids stay up past my bedtime. They—they're Right now, this is, they're supposed to be their private time. Stop it. Hey. No.
1: <laughs> you really are a parent. I love it. Uh,
0: I'm trying to mess up my skulls that are on my TV stand. But anyway, um, I like to go to bed between 9 and 10 because I wake up early to go to work. So I am staying up way past my bedtime for you. So you're welcome.
1: First of all, thank you. Really, thank you so much. And we'll wrap this up soon, within the next three hours. Um, So, (laughs) uh, um, question. As of this point, so compared to the manga versus, like, all of season one at this point, none of the spinoffs happened yet, right? The spinoffs are later. Because there's manga spinoffs.
0: Oh. No, yeah, so the, the, the spinoffs of the manga, they haven't come into the manga, and I'm sorry, they haven't come into the anime at all. There there are two spinoffs for for the My Hero Academia uh, manga, and um, there really haven't been anything included into into the anime, at
1: least yeah. in the first
0: season, but there, there are two with My Hero Academia Smash, which I think is getting... Um, is getting, uh, like, canceled, which is Ooh. sad because it's, it's really funny. And yeah. then there's uh, the My Academia Vigilantes, which is really good, but I haven't had a chance to read it because, again, my hyperfixation is on just the the the, the straight manga. So.
1: That's fair. No, but what I meant is this. So if someone, let's say, came into this, right, they see season one and they're like, I want to read more. As of this point, Vigilantes hadn't even started yet, like, at the no. time of okay so it's like a season 2 it's, or later thing seemingly
0: I, i'm assuming just because like it had a game more of its popularity when season 1 came out mm. and afterwards so i'm assuming the manga was well on its way before vigilante came out
1: right oh i was mentioning something to you earlier about like oh i'm happy that these are you know segmented different seasons shorter seasons not just one long continuous show, what I enjoy is, is that this, obviously the manga and the show were very popular. They knew going into this that Season 2 was going to come out which is nice because I, I know you don't follow uh, some of the stuff too much, Tara but, some, but basically in Japan when a manga is created everything that is created around it is made just to support the manga where usually in the US it's reversed, where it's like, oh, we made a cartoon show. Everything else around the cartoon show is made to support the cartoon and the network. So the reason why that's relevant is because some manga, or some anime rather, are made just to promote the manga and then they never come back with a second season. Or or it takes years. So looking at something like Attack on Titan, took years for a season two to finally come out. And uh, granted, of course, the author was having a bunch of hiatuses with the manga, but still, it took years for that season two to finally come out. So, in this case, it's really nice for them to be like, oh, no, we have season two prepared, don't you worry.
0: Pretty, pretty sure that happened with, uh, with uh, Blue Exorcist, right?
1: I'm pretty sure it did. I haven't followed that, but I'm pretty sure that's another show where it was just created. Again, all, manga, all anime is technically created if there's a manga. Uh, next to it. They're, all anime is created to promote the manga, but the anime in and of itself becomes such a huge moneymaker that they either never stop it or they're like, no, let's, have a, let's do what we're doing with you know, My Hero and a bunch of other shows. We'll do 13 to, or 25 per year and then come back next year with another set. And again, that's why like, something like Dragon Ball Z, it's like, no, this anime is making us so much money because the manga was and the video games are. All this stuff is making us money. We're never taking it off the air until it's done. Until the, the the author, which in that case was Toriyama, says, "Yeah, the manga's wrapping up," and then the anime crew is like, "All right, we'll wrap it up around the same time," and I think within the same month or two that the manga ended, the anime ended. So, yeah. In, yeah so in this case, I'm just happy that they weren't like teasing us, like I don't know, maybe we never come back with a season two. Go buy the next volume of the of the manga. They're like, no here's stay tuned season two is coming up like that after credits marvel type scene you know it was really nice to have that teased because i'm like oh good like even though i know there's a season two and three already anyway still it was nice to know that at the time no one was being jerked around like buy it or else you'll never know because that that does get frustrating as as an anime fan to want to see a show and then get told yeah buy the next volume and then maybe even sitting around going, But it's not available in the US
0: Yeah, I can totally see how that's like disappointing and everything, which is why like I feel like I'm just so spoiled because this is the first show I've like really fallen in love with. Hmm. And it and because of all the all the hype and all the merch and the video game is and and then there there's act and the movie and there's whispers of an a second movie coming out. Um, It was leaked early and then officially, um, I think it was officially uh, said there was going to be a second movie already, Mm. which I think is kind of scary. And I'm like, please let it be good. Don't rush this.
1: Because the first movie was great. Yeah, it could be – you know what it is? They're probably going to, quote, unquote, rush it in terms of, like, the stuff you usually see come out of, like, live-action Hollywood movies. But, I mean, think of it like this, right? A Dragon Ball Z got a new movie every year, but it was a fun little 50-minute romp. It wasn't meant to be, like, this huge new story because, you know, they're not canon. So, like, it was – it's fun with how many Dragon Ball Z movies there are. Like, there's, like, 13 movies, and honestly, they're all, like, 30 to 50-minute little fun just movie It got meant to be like these huge features. Like the My Hero Academia movie was like, what, two hours long? Was it like a full-on movie movie?
0: I think it was at least like an hour and 15 minutes, I want to say. It It was hmm. definitely, I think, a good movie length. Like I saw it in yeah. um, theater in the city with my friend, and there was a lot Ooh. of cosplayers. It was cool, but yeah.
1: That's cool. I didn't know you got to see it in theaters. That's awesome. Um so, so yeah, no, it's uh it's uh, so they, it could be shorter. I I wouldn't mind if it was a bit shorter cuz again, I think cuz when I think of anime movies, I'm not saying that well, movies based off of an anime. I don't think of them as unless they're really supposed to be canon in some way. I don't think of them as some like big extravagant, you know, thing. It's like, oh, it's a like little fun little short. Not a 15-minute yeah. short, but you know,
0: the the, the other thing I'm thinking of a fun little shorts was there were two um, independent animation episodes that are independent yes. from the actual manga. Yes,
1: we'll talk about um, them in the future. Actually, yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, but the OVAs, so yeah,
0: like that's it, it's in season two and it's not relevant, but they 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 do do they they have done that. And in season two, which is not relevant to our conversation, but they took, like, a little snippet of, like, a comment that a character made, and they actually extended it into a big part of the episode, which I thought was pretty cool.
1: That is nice, actually. So, yeah, I – but, yeah, no, not like the OVAs, but, like, you know, a 50-minute one. I think a 50-minute My Hero movie wouldn't, like, kill me. I wouldn't go to the theaters to see it, but it would be, you know, but it wouldn't be the the worst thing to have it be a bit shorter. You would go see it. Well, because you're the biggest fan. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no I'm not it's, trust me I'm not if I was there would just weeb city in my house man the, would apart, just... the
1: apartment would only be my hero stuff
0: no I have a classy apartment which you're going to see soon And right I'm you, you, you out moved
1: out. into a new place yes I did yeah. which is why
0: my cats are extra crazy because they're like ooh there's rugs we can dig our claws into let's go faster
1: You got all this water right here. You're hiding it from us. No, no, no. Go get away from this. But it's all this clean water right here. No, it's not clean water. Is there poop in it? No. Then it's clean. Oh, God, get away from that. No. Um, But uh, one thing I was going to say, there's actually two My Hero Academia games, but sadly we never got the other one, and I'm kind of sad. It was one for the 3DS. Really? I yes.
0: am not, wow, not aware of this. I'm shook. I'm
1: no, shook. but you know what really pisses me off though, Tara? So let me, let's, just, let's just break this down briefly, just for a few minutes. So okay. 3DS is the uh, this region – it's not region free. It's region locked. So even if I bought the game, which I could for a bit cheaper than it is on eBay because it's kind of a bit too expensive for me, especially for a game that I don't know the language. But I would get it right from a different website – Be able to, you know, and and buy, it's like a, it's a Japanese auction site, but I could could actually get it cheaper than on eBay. But here's the problem, Tara. It's, I mean, I have to get a Japanese 3DS. And then if I said to you, but Tara, let's play it on the show, because it would be fun. I only have the the modifications to record 3DS footage from my uh, US 3DS. Not my, I don't have a Japanese 3DS yet. So Uh even if I got, yes, so even if I bought the game, and I somehow bought a Japanese 3DS, which I probably could get. Maybe it wouldn't be cheap, but I could get it. We couldn't even record the footage for the show, unless like we had like a webcam right on it, over our shoulder.
0: That would never work because I I would just be moving around too much.
1: It's just no, but it's just infuriating, Tara, because it's like I sat there and I was like, yeah, why did Nintendo funny. have to do this? Sorry. Because. Because, no, it's just the DS, the actual original DS, is region-free. So you can get Japanese games, you can get European games, and you can play them on your original DS just fine. But, for some reason, Nintendo had to be like, no, three DS games, you can only get one per your region. I don't know why.
0: That's that's dumb. I don't, I don't like that.
1: Thankfully, the Switch, completely different. So I could have gotten any – there's some games that haven't come out, some Japanese superhero games, that don't have an English release, a U.S. release, but they were released with English subtitles in, like, Southeast Asia, and I can buy them and play them on my Switch just fine. Yay! So, yeah, so I'm going to do that. I'm totally going to fucking do that for a bunch of games because somehow they're like, no, we have English releases overseas but not here, but you can play any game on your Switch. And it's cool because you can even connect it to your TV. There's no, like, weird lag or anything. I fucking love it. But, no, that's uh, – so, yeah, this is, there's one My Hero Academia game for the 3DS we didn't get. But, thankfully, we got the Switch one, which is nice.
0: Which I'm very excited to play. I be mean, very excited. I mean, I can't wait to see how I'm going to fuck it up.
1: <laughs> I thought I you meant by very excited. I'm going to be like, well, Matt, it's time for you to go. I didn't pack up my Switch. It's time for you to go. My Switch is still over there. It's time – for you to leave, Tara, put down the gun. Um, oh, that was something that shocked me in the show—the fact that that one character had a gun. Guns are outlawed in Japan, unless you have a hunting license or a cop.
0: Wait, wait. Which character had a gun? Which? Because, I oh, Matt, uh, again, like, I'm all mixed uh, up in the seasons. Cowboy
1: McCreeface. I don't know. He, uh, he was. Oh. Uh, oh.
0: <laughs> Cow, I know his name is Snipe, but that's a very good description.
1: Thank you. Um, I love that his name is Snipe, by the way, because he was definitely, even though he had a normal gun, he was a sniper. It was nuts; like his bullets could go anywhere.
0: Um, I mean, uh, you, you don't really know what what the projectiles could be in his gun. I mean, hmm. I he's a hero, so. His, I mean, so obviously in the in the last episode, they're obviously real bullets because they just like tore through Sugar Rocky like no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like he's a hero, so I really doubt he would like like part part of their thing is that they're not supposed to use their quirks for their own like selfish gain. And they're supposed to use them safely, even when dealing with dangerous villains and. Like, excessive violence is only supposed to be used in, like, dire situations, which this was, which is why he shot him. I'm sure he has, like, rubber bullets or something, but, yeah, I was kind of surprised that um, that there was, like, a gun-based hero in an in, in anime, especially one that's, like, geared towards kids and everything, but later in the series, like, it does kind of show up again, yeah. but, like... I get, it only it only kind of hit me like maybe a few episodes after maybe during season two I'm like huh there's a there's, there's some guns here it's kind of weird it was weird
1: yeah and it makes yeah I assume obviously if you have to have a license which you need you need it or you're you're a cop I'm gonna assume the heroes have that license I'm assuming they're fine
0: yeah so. So heroes need a hero license in order to do their own hero work, which is why you have to go to, like, a hero school and do all the bullshit. And that's why, like, they don't allow quirk usage unless you have a hero license. Like, I'm sure, like, there's probably some kids, like, using their quirks. Like, I imagine, like, there's, like, probably a kid somewhere with, like, a water quirk that will, like, like, like do a little water gun thing, like, pew, pew, out of his little brother or something. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that happens. But they're not supposed to use their quirks during the like in public or in school. So Bakugo does like all and Bakugo um never really uses his quirk too much in class except for that one episode, which is kinda confusing. How they all use their quirks at once, which is like why are they allowing that? But I don't know. It was weird. But
1: Yeah. Oh, Speaking of, because um, uh, we mentioned much earlier, like, certain things being dropped or shifted. I'm really happy, at least as at this point, they've dropped some of Aizawa's, uh, some of what he said, his speech. Because some of that speech in the beginning, it did not, like, when he first appeared, it sounded really bad. Like, just from an outside perspective, it sounded kind of like, a, oh, we are, not we are better than you, but kind of like, a you must be killed or breeded out. Like, it was felt, it was very it was some different, odd type of terminology. If you get where I'm coming from, like just some no, of the yeah. stuff he was saying, like we are we are better than the rest. We should be supreme. And I was just like, mm, I don't know. Well, because he was wait, trying
0: wait. to. Is that I... when? Because he was because
1: no because when he was when he was talking to all the kids and he was trying to get them riled up to see who he would weed out. It sounded. The t- cause this is just the English dub I'm talking about here. It was some odd word choice that I was kind of like, hmm, like talking about like classes and society and stuff like that. And like, you know, it was it was odd. I can't think of the exact wording because it's been days since I've seen it. But when you see his first scene that he appeared in, when he was, like, you know, talking to all the kids before the training, not in the classroom, outside of the classroom, like when he was trying to get them riled up, it was some weird language. And I'm happy it seems as if, like, he was just trying to do that just to get them riled up. He doesn't actually, like, necessarily believe that.
0: I don't know. I don't really recall – like that kind of language being used, I was more focused on like the rational deception he did to them. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, i will kick you out," and he's like, "That was a rational deception." Uh-huh. But yeah, that, it was- I, don't, I don't know what to call that. I, I know he could be intense, and he he or he kicked out an entire like class of students because they didn't meet his standards. But yes, I don't know. I don't recall that.
1: It was before the baseball pitching scene. He said something. It was odd. I can't think of the exact wording, but it sounded very much like a uh it wasn't it maybe it was trying to come off as like a survival of the fittest, but it came well, off well, differently.
0: He, Deku in particular like be, before he threw his ball.
1: It might have been to Deku in particular.
0: Well, well like so I think why Izawa was so annoyed was that because Aizawa doesn't like any kind of, like, show-offy or fl- anything flashy or anything that will just, that it seems so unnecessarily, like, risky.
1: Like uh,
0: like, oh Yes, All Might. He obviously has a problem with All Might. But he doesn't like anything like that because it is risky, and the whole point of a hero is to avoid those risks and save people. So a quirk like Deku is that he just sees, especially in the... In the entrance exam, he busted his entire goddamn body to the point where, yes, he saved someone, but at what cost? He basically, yeah. he was, he he was, he had to be saved at that point. Like, if he, yes, he saved Uraraka, but who would save him? So that's why Azale yeah. was so moved by this. He only wants to teach people that have potential to be stable heroes. A hero like Deku, at that point where he broke his entire body, that's not a hero that is worth anything. I that's a liability. You Deku didn't... Yeah, he's exactly, he's a liability. I guarantee you if Deku didn't figure out how to control his quirk in that moment to transfer all his power to one finger, if he didn't do that, Aizawa would have expelled him. I guarantee you he would have done that.
1: I gotta say, Izawa... I love Deku.
0: Well, honestly, we all love Deku. He, he is broccoli. He is amazing. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's green sunshine. But, um, so, the, but the, again, like, Deku channeled all of his power into one finger, and he did that basically on the fly. He has never done that before. And so Aizawa said, literally said, this kid in the dub. He's like, this kid? Like, oh my mm-hmm. god. He basically just showed me up. Okay, I'm interested again.
1: Mm-hmm. Because he, yeah. is, at
0: that point, he he sh- he showed rapid improvement, just kind of like out of spite. He's like, "Oh, you don't think I could do this? Well, I'm gonna do it anyway," and now that's why he continued to train Deku because he showed that kind of improvement in literally like minutes.
1: Yeah. So what I'm going to do is when we get off podcast, like I'm going to go watch the scene again and then quote it to you. So then we could have a better discussion. Cause like, I can't do it now. So like, yeah, so we'll continue that podcast. We'll continue that talk off podcast. But what I talking about Deku though, just in particular, because he is technically supposed to be the main character. Um, I know maybe for you and Bakugo, it's a bit different story, but
0: uh,
1: talking about Deku as the main character, I cried like three times within the first two episodes. I think it was just like the heroic speeches alongside the fact that like it's this, it's this relationship that happens a lot that sometimes people forget this idea of like, oh, like, you know, my idols inspired me. It's like, yes, but what, what if you inspire your idols? So this cyclical experience of just, you know, having Deku be inspired to try to be a hero because of All Might, and then having him at the end of the day, a quirkless kid, being able to inspire All Might to push himself even further. So it was just this whole thing with the first few episodes that I was just crying far too much. And then you, again, you gave me this, oh honey, text text. And I'm like, look, because, throughout the, because through the rest of the season, I was actually dry-eyed. Like, I was moved, but I was dry-eyed. But those first few episodes, for some reason, maybe I was in a mood, but the first few episodes, there was just something about, like, this little kid who just wants to be a hero, but who can't, and then his mom, my God, his, who, like, she's just trying her best, but, like, his mom, just not even saying, like, you can try at least, just saying, I'm sorry, And it was like, oh, God, like, just those first few episodes, like, my God, like, basically the idea of like, hey, man, if you maybe you'd be a cop, I don't know, like, at best, like, if you want to protect people, maybe, and then having him prove all might wrong, which is also a great, that's a great message for kids, by the way, like, hey, not that your idols aren't what they cracked up to be, because of course, all all might is, but the idea is that He's still a real person, and he can be wrong, and a, like not all adults know everything.
0: Yeah, I I completely I completely agree with that. I have to admit, the first few episodes, I'm like I I literally yelled at my team, I'm like, oh my god, this kid won't stop fucking crying, and <laughs> I, admit, I did do that. But all the moments did hit home for me. But as soon as Decker started crying, I'm like. Dude, stop it! Just stop crying. And my hands currently are going in eat emotions because I am very, very emotionally invested in mm. not crying. But <laughs> uh, but it is really great to see that. Like there isn't a lot like showing that 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 a person can inspire their own idol, especially when it's. Not like it's it's someone like Deku. Deku does does not have a quirk in the beginning of this of a series. He is uh, in in Bakugo's words, he is useless. He doesn't he has no potential. And you think like someone like Bakugo who has an incredible quirk would catch all my attention, but it is actually Deku who is very very plain looking. Like if you look at the lineup of all the characters, if you were gonna pick. A main character, you wouldn't pick Deku. He has, he's is like his, his most shocking feature is the green part of his hair, and that's pretty much it. And he has freckles. Like his hair is green, he has freckles. That's like his most redeeming quality. But if you look at any other anime, you you're gonna pick out the character that's that's the main character just by looking at their hair, and that's usually the loudest hair. If the loudest hair was the main character in My Academia? it would probably be, like, Hiroshima with his bright red hair yes. and his sharp teeth. Yes. <laughs>
1: no, I was going to say that. I was like, if she says Bakugo immediately, I'm going to be, like, denied, vetoed, Kirishima.
0: Nope. Nope, Hiroshima. It would probably be Hiroshima because he has, like, big eyes that catch your attention. His eyes are red, his hair is red and loud, and he himself is loud, and he has sharp teeth. Like, that just kind of... That kind of screams, like, look at me. Meanwhile, Deku is literally the embodiment of a piece of broccoli. You're just kind of, (laughs) like, there.
1: And... (laughs) No, I'm just laughing because I'm imagining, like, Mom, I don't want to eat Deku! Look, okay, sweetie, it's going to make you big and strong. Here's your Deku. No!
0: He's broccoli. Uh, I don't know, but... But yeah, so it's also like nice to see like someone like like visibly who is plain doesn't really do much. Uh, uh, like yeah, oh no, I love Deku. Okay, I love his character design. I love his personality. Where his personality doesn't really shine unless like like it doesn't it doesn't shine too much until like he really gets into a topic. Like he he's big, he's an otaku. He's he is yeah. a fanboy.
1: Yes. Like, he's, no, and that's, that's yeah, it's. it's, no, it's a beautiful thing because, like, it because this anime didn't come out, like, 40 years ago, it's able to take what we've seen through those, you know, 40 to 50 years. I, and I'm not saying that Shonen anime just started 50 years ago, but, like, the, all of these, you know, action anime that I'm obviously sure inspired the author as well to do this and have that turned into this so he knows what to do and maybe what even not to do. Like, oh, this has been done, this has been done. But has this been done? And I feel like something like this, all together, like putting it all together in the one, in the same pot and stirring it, isn't something that's really been been done from a Japanese side of things.
0: No, I don't think it has them, which is why it kind of caught my attention, because like, I was never really interested in it, because I just kept, I kept seeing, like, the same kind of motifs over again, I'm Just it's like, okay, blah, 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 but when I saw this, and I'm like, oh, this kid's, like, just, a, he's a fucking weeb, look at him, he's a weeb. <laughs> but, but yeah. He's going to insert the greatest power known, or well, unknown, I guess, to, to mankind, since no one knows what yeah. the power for, but like, for like four people, including all mine. yeah and. But also, like, just a little side note, um, Horikoshi's original design for Deku, it has him looking a lot more emo, and his hair is pretty much straight-up black. Um, Oh, my God. His hair is is covering one of his eyes. It's very emo. And Bakugo, on the other hand, his his pro design is more preppy. Like, it's so bizarre to see that, like the changes is made. I'm so glad they were made because if they weren't made, I wouldn't be as invested in the show.
1: I think he probably made him look more quote-unquote emo like that because, so when we're done with the podcast, look up a manga called Kitaro uh, because it's an older manga, really old, like from the 60s or I think from the 50s, 60s, but it has been adapted a lot. We never really got it in the U.S., but the point is is that I'm pretty sure this author, had, even though it's a horror manga, I'm pretty sure this author is a kid read or was familiar with Kitaro, and he has the hair over his eye design, similar to what you're describing. By the way, before anyone jumps on me for like, it's never been done before, again, different ingredients have been. There are a lot of fun references, but I feel like put all together, looking at it from a Japanese side of things, like the anime uh, side of things, usually it feels as if they stray away from... Superheroes like this, like an American style of superhero, and usually superheroes are done, again, Japanese style. What is Japanese style for some that might not know? Ultraman, or Godzilla, or even though Godzilla's not technically a hero, Kaiju, but still, Godzilla, um, Super Sentai, which if you don't know, Tara, Super Sentai in the US became Power Rangers. Mm. So, uh, or Common Rider, which in the US became something called Masked Rider, or Common Rider Dragon Knight. You may have heard of those randomly on TV or something when we were younger. So, uh, or uh, another Japanese superhero show. Three shows from the Metal Hero franchise became something called VR Troopers, or B Fighter Kabuto became B- uh, Big Bad Beetle so some of these shows you may have been like I think I've heard of that like on Fox Kids or something so those are Japanese live action superheroes that got adapted to the US but when talking about the anime side of things even though some of those did start off as like manga again in the 70s but the anime side of things haven't really seen stuff like this although uh, speaking of one of the fun references so All Might the fact that All Might could only go for like three hours it's actually a really funny reference to Ultraman who if you don't know Ultraman Tara it's there's a human there's like a human walking around and then ultraman is a being of light and so what happens is giant monsters usually start to destroy the town or like come up out of nowhere and then ultraman being a being of light is like let me help you save your earth and then t- inhabits your body not like takes over completely but like kind of like the original concept for thor where thor and donald blake were two different people and so uh, with Ultraman, you can then become this giant Ultraman character, but he can only be in that giant form for three minutes. And then, yeah, once the th- th- and then once the, sunlight. yes, and then once like, it hits like two minutes and 30, there starts to, like he has like this emblem on his chest that's red, and it starts to blink and go, be-no, 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 be-no. and it's like, oh no, like there's like an announcer, oh no, children, Ultraman is almost done. Can he fight the monster? And then, like, there's, like, little kids around. Ultraman, you can do it, yeah! And then, you know, he fucking kills the monster. Sometimes horrifically. And it's kind of funny. No, because Ultraman started in 66. So one Ultraman, Ultraman Ace, the top of his head uh, had, like, this boomerang-type thing. Fucking chopped off a monster's, like, arm or head or something. And I was like, holy shit! Children's TV was very different back then, Tara. Uh... But oh, uh, you know that one character. I don't remember his name, but he has like these big fishy lips. Not fishy lips, but he has like a his hairstyle is kind of like a mohawk ish. Uh, Sato. I I don't know his name. I just know that he's in spandex. Kind of looks like a pro wrestler a bit.
0: Um, it's probably Sato. He has um he he's I think he's the only male character with big lips like that.
1: Yes, and he no, hair- Here's why. Do you remember when we were kids, you might never have seen seen it, but you might have seen like commercials, flipping channels. There was a show called Ultimate Muscle.
0: No. Damn.
1: It was an anime. The reason why that's relevant is because it was an anime uh, in Japan. The second season was called Ultimate Muscle. The first season was called Kaniku Man. So that translates to Muscle Man. It was about they were. Uh, it's a quote unquote superhero show, but they're all super pro wrestlers. So it's like, oh, we're fight, we're pro wrestling, but the bad guys are like these evil type of monsters. But they we're all like normal sized, like actually wrestling each other. Although earlier Kaniku Man, they were actually as tall as buildings. But what matters is this. When looking at how old Kuniku is, the 70s, and looking at how old Ultimate Muscle is, which is the 90s, you know, sequel series in the 90s, when you see that character and you look up Ultimate Muscle or Kuniku Man, you're like, oh, wow, the big lips, the hair, the spandex, it's, it's very much a nod to those, you know, to those characters. So it's kind of funny how you can see what heroes, not just Merkin, you can see what other heroes have inspired his work.
0: I'm looking at Ultimate Muscle right now. I'm like, God, that's like Sato with less
1: hair. You see what I mean? Yes. And even looking at Kitado, you can definitely see that most likely from what you described in the original um, design for Deku. So, no, it's really nice to see. And Kitado isn't even like a superhero thing. It's just more supernatural, creepy horror. But, like, not horror like gore. Just horror like the atmosphere is just dark um so yeah no it's really nice to see like you know his inspirations and being like guys you know like look at this because you know not all work some people i feel like sometimes are like no the work is just the work and it's like no there is deeper meaning simply due to the fact that someone grew up you know grew up around all of that work and it clearly even if maybe the author doesn't even realize it it's like no but that's clearly based on you know uh the kid from ultimate muscle i forgot his name oh god yeah. i remember his name Yeah, I know. But um, either way, though. Yeah, so it's just it's really nice. I I have to say this. The season definitely got me hooked. So I want to do another season soon. So hopefully you're free within the next two months because I want to watch more of this and podcast on it because it's it's a hell of a lot of fun. I'll say this much. It drew me. I watched the show in like three days. I don't really marathon things a lot, but I got hooked
0: yeah I am always free to talk about this show like <laughs> you could send me send me a meme like like outside the podcast you can call me up any anytime you can text me about it theories <laughs> i I will force the manga on you as well.
1: Like, oh, that's funny. I was about to say, you know what? No. I was about to say, I might actually start buying the manga, but then you said force it on me, so now I have to go Bakugo. No. Now that you made me do it, I'm not going to do it.
0: Listen. Listen. Bakugo. He will listen to people, like, if they really tell him to do something, especially if they're an authority figure. So I'm a teacher, so I'm an authority figure. Did that work out?
1: Yeah. Yeah. As a debate coach, I must challenge that. One thing, by the way, speaking of Bakugo yet again, we talked about his growth, but I have to say, and we made the joke earlier about Kirishima saying, like, you know, usually you're like this, but now you're like this. I have to say, though, I really do enjoy the fact that even just throughout the season, it's like, well, I mean, look, I know I'm kind of angry a lot, but look around us, is this really the time for me to be a dick? Yeah, like, like, you know he, like,
0: normally, he he normally tries to like like yes, he is angry, but he doesn't really like unless he's provoked he's he wants to keep to himself, he's very quiet, like like on the bus on the way to the um, What was the abbreviation? Uh, The SGC? It's not SGC. That's no. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, Universal Studios Japan. USJ. Thank you. Yes.
0: God. SGC is a a permitting conference.
1: God damn it. USJ. Mm -hmm. So on the
0: way to USJ, he was just in the back, minding his own business, kind of like Todoroki. And he wasn't really bothering anyone. But as soon as, like, um, Sue was like, Baku is not going to be popular. He's an asshole. He was like, what did you say? And then he got pissed off.
1: Yes. Oh, and, something, and- yeah, I, I can't wait to see... Sorry to interrupt, but I want to say I can't wait to see more from him in the future because the fact that you like him so much, I'm assuming they show more of his character as a kid because from my perspective, it looks like he became a, a bully to Deku. But I assume things change to a point where you're like, look, okay, it's okay. Because from my perspective, it looked like he was Deku's bully for a bit. Well, all Deku's doing is like, I want to help you. And it's like, how dare you think you could help me? But I'm assuming yeah, so, things change. Yes.
0: Yeah, so the thing is, you even see the change now, like even the first few episodes. So in the first episode, like, Bagu acts like he's the shit. Like, he's he is... In ninth grade, he's like he is like the best contender for UA. He's like I'm the man, and Deku's like a bug. So he does like he doesn't really. I feel like he doesn't really like notice Deku too much. It was only until like like Deku made the comment he wants to go to UA, where Bakugo really like got on his case. And it was only until like Bakugo's um his quirk manifested. And Deku still kind of treated him the same. He didn't treat him like a god or anything or someone special. Where Bakugo's ego got, like, inflated. I feel like that if Deku interacts with Bakugo, that's when really Bakugo kind of, like, gets angry and, like, a bully. I don't feel like um, Bakugo really goes after him too much. But, again, I'm, like, really far... Yeah. I'm really far ahead, but... I'm gonna wrap up what I'm saying because I'm like I'm gonna get off onto a tangent. But after <laughs> after the after the the, the 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 Slime Villain incident, like mm. it did change, like okay. it immediately. changed.
1: So then that's okay. So that's where you're coming from. You're coming from a perspective where you're like, because for for me as a new person watching this, I'm like, I know he's changing, but like. It looks bad, Tara. And you're like, no, when you're at season three, he becomes your baby boy. And I'm like, okay, Tara. (laughs) No. So the
0: first episode, he is a bully. He is mean. He's still mean. Don't get me wrong. He's a gremlin. Mm. I love him, but he's a gremlin. But... (laughs) After after the incident where Deku pretty much like well, yeeted himself at Bakugo trying to save him, Bakugo doesn't, even Deku comments on it, he doesn't really bother him anymore. Like, hmm. he'll say, I'll set you on fire, but he doesn't shove him. He doesn't really do anything.
1: Until, <laughs> until... I know <laughs> that Deku has a quirk, too, but just out of context, yes, he does say, I'll set you on fire. But other than that, <laughs> he's a model citizen. Um... Yeah, no, no, just saying
0: in context to, like, he he tells Deku to take a nosedive off the roof of the building. He's gone from, I want you to go off the roof, to, I'll set you on fire. And I think that's an improvement. Progress is
1: what Tara is saying. Progress. (laughs) Um, uh, No, no, but you're right, though. In context of the series and the fact that they have quirks, it is Progress. Um, also, I love how things flip, even Deku mentions it, in the school, where he's like, wait a minute, at the academy, I people are saying they like me, and people are messing with Bakugo? Like, it's really funny how things change, like, I'm not saying it's always the change from, like, middle school to high school, but, like, things do change where, like at least for me anyway, maybe people have a different experience. If you have, comment down below. But still, for for me anyway, like going from high school to, like, college, right? It's like in high school, there are people that are like, ha-ha, you like this, it's stupid, you're stupid. High school, uh, college, they are like, oh, you like this? Cool, I do too. Oh, you don't like that? And I like that? Okay, cool too, whatever. Like, no one's really going to get on your ass in college, from what I've noticed, for the same shit that happened in high school. So it's kind of funny how, you know, in – in middle school, people are just messing with, you know, Deku, and he's like, oh, no. But, like, in high school, like, you know, he's, he's talking to people. Oh, God, I just talked to a girl. The text, he did not say a word. <laughs> yeah. But, it's, um... yeah, the dynamics, it's nice. You know, it, it shows you how, like, different schools, like, different stages of your life, things do change.
0: Absolutely. That's why, like, that's why, like, I'm – just excited to see how much more they're going to grow. Like again, like l- once you catch up to where I am, which l- l- at least, at least in the anime, like at least catch mm. up to where the anime. Is, I'm excited to see how you're going to see how these kids grow because yeah. they they're grown so much. Like like Deku has grown immensely. Baku has grown a little bit, not much, but enough to be noticeable. And just just imagine how much they're going to grow in in the next. There's, like, 26 season each episodes, so in, like, 50-plus episodes, they're going to grow so much more than they've grown in 13 episodes.
1: Yeah. So before we wrap things up, I want to ask you something. So I'm assuming, from the way they've set things up at the end of Season 1, I'm assuming that they are not going to skip a year in canon for Season 2. They're going to start, like, a few days later or a week later or something like that. They
0: do not skip a year, which is nice. Um, from just, it's, again, this is not a spoiler, but in the manga where we are right now, they're still Mm. in year one.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So then, yeah, these three seasons obviously are in year one.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: everything current in canon, everything is in year one. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, all right. That's interesting. And, um, yeah, it's been three years, our time, at least with the anime, uh, i don 't know how long the manga 's been going, but it 's been three years anime wise okay so no its um it 's definitely so yeah, I enjoy it. I definitely want to start reading the manga i 'll say this much if we read if I start reading the manga you 're always invited to come on to a book of the month episode with me um usually that 's hey. one where I do with Tristan where we talk about different manga or novels just once a month. but hey, always welcome from my hero academia and um hey. Hey. And, uh, yeah, I re- but in general, though, let's, let's definitely talk about the, uh, the anime in the future, because I really enjoyed what we've seen so far, what I've seen so far, and I want to see more. Like, I'll tell you that much. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still hooked. Like, I'm not like, ah, whatever. Like, I want to see it. But I also know that, like, I don't want to see it twice, because I don't want to forget anything. That's why I try to, and Longtime listeners know, I try to watch stuff, like, right, literally, like, even minutes before the podcast, because I go, okay, it's all fresh.
0: No, yeah, it's valid. Like when, when, when you when you messaged me about doing the podcast, I'm like, I haven't seen season one in such a long time. So I'm like, okay, I can't give away anything. I have to remember what's exactly in season one. Like before we got on the podcast, I was like, what's the last thing that happened in season one so I know where to stop? Yeah, because
1: you, so you got busy because your first text to me was marathon a whole season in a weekend. I'm down. Yeah. And I was like, dear God, Listen, Tara. I
0: got sick this weekend. I couldn't oh, actually Right.
1: How how's your eye?
0: Uh, they're they're my eyes are fine. It was the quickest case of like pink eye I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. We got, it's really gross. I'm not going to talk about it anymore.
1: <laughs> I'm not, I'm not passing Tara the controller. That's all I'm saying. When we play the game, I'm like, no, Tara, you cannot take it's the not controller.
0: Contagious. I wipe <laughs> out every single surface in my house with Clorox, and it's not contagious after 24 hours to take antibiotics. So
1: you win. You've won. You can see. I was super nervous when you were like – because like I thought you were doing – because literally imagine this, guys. The day before the podcast, I'm, uh, you're like, hey, can I change the time that we're recording this from this time to this time? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, dude. Like I can do late night stuff. Don't worry about it. Why? Well, I had pink eye. Holy <laughs> shit. Very <laughs> understated pink eye. Yeah, I just had a little bit of some pink eye, you know, some of that small stuff. I'm like, oh, look, I'm happy it's not the measles, but holy shit.
0: See, the thing is that, like, so I I work in elementary school, and the elementary school that I work in is a cesspool
1: of germs, Mm -hmm. so
0: I'm just used to, like, just being sick, and uh, and if I can still physically move, because once upon a time in my life, I literally almost died, so if I can still move around and talk and breathe, I think I'm fine. So Fair. if I have pink eye, I think I'm fine. But again, if my eye is so swollen that it looks like someone decked me in the face. I got like a I got a Detroit smash to the face. Then mm. I don't go. That's what it looks like. I got a Detroit smash to the face.
1: T- Tara's Tara's quirk is even with getting even with one eye, she could still watch My Hero Academia. <laughs> my um. my quirk
0: is no no matter how sick I am, I still want to watch My Hair Academia.
1: That is my quirk. And read the manga.
0: And read the manga with my one
1: eye. With your Yes, with your one eye. Uh, it's it's now ten twenty vision. But um, <laughs> what I what I want to say as we're about to wrap this up. So I know you're not uh, too big into a lot of Funimation anime. I mean, Funimation also did well. Funimation anime, as in stuff has been licensed by Funimation anime mostly, but like some of the stuff that you've seen. Even though Funimation licensed it, it wasn't really their voice actors, their small pool, or bigger now, but at one point, small pool in Texas. However, when you said you saw Fairy Tale, Funimation, I believe, also dubbed that as well. So you might have noticed some actor crossover between the two. Because as someone who, uh, when I saw Dragon Ball Z as a kid, also a Funimation title. So I could see someone like All Might and be like, oh my god, that's Vegeta. And that's Piccolo. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um... I didn't notice anything uh from that but the one thing I did notice was uh Dangaropa, uh they uh, Kirishima's voice actor, um I don't think it's the dub, it's it's the it's the normal Japanese voice actor. He oh, actually plays up, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he actually plays um the so so Kirishima's voice actor so Kirishima is a spiky red haired boy and yes. In Europa, he also plays a spiky red hair boy,
1: so That's he funny. looks
0: the same, and he and the voices sound like Kirishima's voice, and he looks the same. And I was wondering why I like this act, this act, this uh, character the most. and I'm like, oh, he has my, my best boy's voice, so it made so much sense to
1: me. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the voice actor for the DJ was also Sonny Strait, who he ended up earlier uh, in Dragon Ball Z. He's been Krillin. He was even Goku's dad. Um, and then also jumping to, uh, she was, you know, um, Sue Her voice actor She's the voice of Bulma In Dragon Ball Z And many others too But again Just relating it to DBZ Because that's what I saw When I was younger She's not the original Bulma But still she's Bulma And then we also have I'm thinking of anyone else That kind of popped up Oh Kirishima Uh, His voice actor Is Justin Cook Who not only Like does a lot of um, Directing work now At Funimation Because a lot of people Who have been there For 20 years of course They're getting Not just more roles But also more managerial positions He also was the voice Of Goku's brother In Dragon Ball Z And many other people People as well. So it's funny seeing all of these actors, some of them that I'm like, wow, like I was seeing these shows when I was seven, like when I was even younger than Deku is as a character. And now I get to see them either having minor parts and having a lot of other people who I don't know. That's another thing I love too, Tara, is seeing people that I don't know in this show or hearing them because Funimation, usually their pool is so small, like in Dragon Ball Z when they first started dubbing anime, swear to God, Tara, uh, Chris Sabat, who's the voice of All Might, was like thirty DBZ characters. Oof, because it was granted he has a great range, but he was but like they they were small, so he would be like Vegeta, Piccolo, Yajirobe, Korin, who's a cat, Um, Kami, he was a cat. It was really funny. Uh, Korin, he was like out of the Ginyu Force, which are like five villainous characters. Chris Sabat was like two out of five. Like, mm-hmm. he, like, he, like, he was very, he was a lot of characters throughout the show. So it's nice. I think he played one other random villain because, and you know how I know it's so weird. One of the villains who was frozen by Todoroki, he was like, oh, like he was, because he was frozen. And I was like, that's Chris Abbott's gasp. <laughs> because he's been like all these characters in DBZ who get shocked all the time. Like, whoa, what? I was like, that's Chris Abbott gasping. Very so. <laughs> very specific type of gasp. But no, it was nice to see some, you know, some voices that are familiar to me, but also a bunch of people who are, I'm like, yeah, I don't know who you are. And that's beautiful because it's 2019. You want to, you want to eventually be like, oh, new blood, you know, like, yeah it has to be, you know, a new yeah. talent pool in this. So same thing with Attack on Titan as well, which I know you haven't seen, but like it was also uh, somewhat newer, I guess, compared to, you know, the anime that you and I have seen throughout the years, somewhat newer, 2013, Uh, 2014. So yeah, Attack on Titan 2, a lot of new blood. And I like that, seeing a new show that's, you know, licensed by Funimation and not knowing who these actors are. So it feels like I'm not sitting there and going, oh, that's so-and-so. Like, oh, I know who that is. Like, that's clearly this other character. Like, I can go, oh, like Deku. I don't know who plays Deku. I would look it up soon, but like, I'm happy to be like, that is Deku. You know, like, oh, this is Bakugo. Oh, this is Todoroki and not have it to be, have it be attached to like a bunch of other characters. Oh, uh, Kirishima, not Kirishima, um, Glasses, the runner. Yeah, Ida. (laughs) He's his, I love his, uh, his voice actor. I like him because he usually plays characters that are very glasses, very glasses, very uh, (laughs) uptight. You know what I mean when I say that too in anime, he plays characters that are very glasses. Blast. So, yeah, no, because I believe his voice actor, I don't know if you ever heard of Oron High School Host Club, but he was a yeah. very similar looking character in the English dub of Oron. So it's funny. Um, uh, but, ooh.
0: I guess um, I, I, I love Oron High School Host Club.
1: Oh, um, the, the 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 literally the same guy with the glasses from The Rich Family.
0: No way. Yeah. Oh, my God, that makes so much sense.
1: Yes. Yeah, no, it has to be him. If it's not, then I, I will recant it right now. I'm on trial. I, I just I don't want any perjury charges. I will recant it. But I'm pretty sure it's it's him because their voices are very similar. So, yeah. So, again, it's nice to see some old fate or hear some old voices, but also a lot of new blood. And I love it. So either way, anything you want to say, Tara, before we wrap this one up?
0: Um, honey, you got a big storm coming for season two? Oh,
1: yeah, no, no, looking at those villains, looking at how scared they were, but how not scared the voices behind the, behind the mic were, shit's going to get real.
0: It's like, oh, it's fine, everything's
1: fine, and it's like, this was playtime? Yeah, this they, was okay. they were kind of pissed that their, you know, their project, the brain, was like flown into space. They were like, okay, that sucks, we put a lot of fucking money into that. But other than that, they were like, eh, it happens.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, my toys got broke. guess I'll buy some new ones.
1: Yeah. So either way, can't wait for that. Uh, definitely going to do that soon in the near future. But I want to say to you guys, if you are watching this, on our those guys on the radio YouTube channel, please comment down below. No spoilers, but comment down below on what you thought about My Hero Academia season one. And I believe you can also comment as well if you're listening to this through our Blog Talk Radio account, BlogTalkRadio.com. Those guys on the radio, but I don't think you can comment on our iTunes. But you can still find us on iTunes and download this episode by searching up those guys on iTunes, and you can hear us on the road, portable Tara. You know, just someone's Eat. walking like, oh, I want to hear, I want to hear Tara just yell at her cats.
0: that's what everyone wants to hear man
1: yeah dude Um, so either way though I want to thank you all so much for listening in as always just kind of helping us be us just hearing our ramblings about anime and everything else under the sun and I'm really happy that Tara came on and I can't wait for you to come on to future episodes and also when we actually play the My Hero Academia game in the future that'll be fun as well and again remember everybody you can catch that on our Those Guys Play channel and if you're wondering but Matt What day, what time, what year? Well, if you follow us on our social media, our Facebook, facebook.com slash thoseguysontheradio, our Twitter, which is at thoseguysradio, or our website, tgproduction.net, you can follow all of our shenanigans that we do throughout all three of our channels, because we also have TG Productions as well, where we do a lot of fun stuff there. You can follow all of that, and it'll be a lot of fun. So, thank you all. Love you all. Take care. Tune in next time. Any parting words of wisdom, Tara? Um. Nope. I'm just happy to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Parting. Parting words of wisdom. Get some sleep. All right. That's Tara's quirk. So, um, telling all of you to go to sleep. So. Go to sleep. See you. Goodbye, everybody.